episode six. Should have been episode twenty thousand. That would have been really ideal. Should have been. Oh. Like kind of giving it away. What could we, we have? Getting could into we here? have? Could we have waited that long? You think? <laughs> I think there's twenty thousand sub movies. Uh, there actually there are not twenty thousand sub movies. Not yet. Well, no. I mean, most of the sub movies were made like pre nineteen fifty because they were obviously obsessed after World War Two. A lot of people really were, and they still should be obsessed with submarines. But uh, not everyone can be. No, not everyone is. Alex, what are you drinking tonight? Over there in Ohio, uh, vanilla cream soda, the Kroger brand. It is delicious. I think I've had it a couple times now on this show. I recommend it to everybody. <laughs> All righty! Wow, <laughs> nice plug for Kroger. Get some. <laughs> It's uh, it's like two bucks for like a twelve pack. So I mean, and sometimes they even have deals where you can get five twelve packs for ten bucks. So like, it's cheap, but it for being you say cheap, five twelve packs for ten dollars. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And it is so delicious. It's probably a good thing you're not, you know, partaking in the alcohol since you're captaining the ship tonight. Oh, designated really designated sub driver. Oh no, am I? How did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> We're drinking. We can't captain the submarine. I haven't found a little gem in my fridge. Um, a summer shandy from last year. Wow. Wow. That, I hate summer shandies. We're approaching February. <laughs> I do not summer shandy. Do not like summer shandy. <laughs> I thought they I thought they were just gonna ship that stuff year round now. I thought that's what they were planning on doing. It was so famous there for a while. Uh, I wish they would. You probably do. I don't know why. Every time I go to buy it, it always says on the uh, in the box, you know, limited release. It's not a limited release at all. I mean, how is it? It's everywhere under the sun. Yeah. They don't sell it on Christmas. It's limited. It's a shame. It's a shame. What began as an innocent conversation among friends would soon spiral out of control and later be referred to by future generations as the eighth wonder of the modern world. Mac East Second Floor Studios takes you on the journey of your lifetime as your captains, Alex the Thoughtful, Jamie the Brain, Kyle El Capitan, and Zach the Backbone present Submersion. Shall we tear into it? I think so. It's going to be a long. I think it feel. Like, I feel like it's going to be a long recap. Although maybe not. But it's felt very long, like a long movie uh, to me. Like it just kept on kind of going. A lot of little vignettes that didn't really have a huge amount of impact at certain points. Well, they're kind of drawn out. Yeah, like that cannibal, the whole cannibal stuff. But uh, we'll get to it. We'll we get to will. it. Like what was the point? I don't know. I'm just not sure. Alex. Take it away. What movie we got tonight? Well, tonight uh, we've got 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Good old Disney film from back in 1954. Yeah, it's funny. Wow. I used to think that it was 20,000 Leagues like down. Like you're, they went down so far into the ocean without realizing that's ridiculous. Because a league, I, I didn't really know what the length was, but a league's 3.45 miles, I guess. And Ooh. so like 20,000 Leagues would have been like 63,000 Miles or something underneath the sea, which I mean, you'd go through the earth multiple times, it's much considerably larger than the the diameter of the earth. So, like, we could have been on a different planet, I think, or it could have been something where they like they go down far enough that they kind of go to like a new world. It's kind of, I don't know, like kind of like journey to the center of the earth, or right, you know, something where it just it's they're able to go into this new world that seems so large and they just keep on going, 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 but it's I don't know. 
goodness. That, Jules Verne. That's the same guy. Yep. Jules Verne. Yeah. That's, I, I also thought it was going to be straight down. Not, you know, we traveled 20,000 leagues across. But still, even then, like, it doesn't make any sense. They would have to have been, like, going in circles because even that would have been going around the earth underwater for uh, over two times or something. That's at least two times That's... the circumference of the Earth. So, like, I don't recall that happening in the movie. They would have to circle the Pacific Ocean like multiple times to get twenty thousand leagues. Didn't seem like that much. No, you can't yeah. do that in two hours. This is the and first thus movie, it's an though. inch sub. Right. <laughs> Science doesn't hold up, guys. This is the first movie that breaks convention with all our other movies. Yeah. It's not a war film. No. So no fish in the sea. There's no they no torpedoes to be seen. None. Nope. <laughs> This also they actually, th- did they just ram things they with it? Ram yeah. boats <laughs> they were just like, ram the greatest scientist. <laughs> Let's ram them with this boat. It's like, well, you couldn't figure out a, a different way of doing this one? <laughs> <laughs> that to kinda, I enjoyed it, but it kind of surprised me. Yeah. I'm like, why didn't... Well, I guess... So, at the time of the movie, it's 1800s. Yeah, 1860s. Everybody's just got wooden ships. President, President Lincoln time, so civil, right before the Civil War, I think. I, th- I think it's right um, after the Civil War, right? It can't really be because uh, Lincoln's picture is up in 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 the boat. Well, let's see. Here. Let's see. So here. he's the current president of the uh, of the United States. S- Civil War place. dates from April twelfth, eighteen sixty one, to May thirteenth, eighteen sixty five. According. Yeah. So this was right oh. in the right in the middle, I guess. Yeah. No, 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 no. Right after. I took a I took a picture of the opening sequence in the year eighteen sixty eight. Wait, when did Abraham Lincoln die? Look that one up. All right, Alex, you get on that. I'm going to read this quote. All right. In the year 1868, the shipping world was alarmed by rumors of an avenging monster on the loose. A series of strange events befell certain vessels cruising the great South Seas and travel along this nightmare sea lane dwindled to a few bold ships. That's bold. Just like the ships. <laughs> it is. Uh, yeah, and so we open up, and, and you know, this is the setting. They're, you know, ships are being destroyed by what they think might be a sea monster, and as a result, uh, you know, sailors from other ships are like, hell no, we're not going to get on this, like, on these boats. So they're getting a lot right. of trouble getting the crew together for any any ship. And we open with someone telling a story, oh, I survived the sea monster, and then Kirk Douglas, handsome devil, one of the last living Golden Age era actors today. I mean, he he's like 101 in. now. Yeah, looks he looks like cr- yeah, he's like crazy old now. But he comes in and he's like a ladies' man. He's got two ladies on his arms, and he's just like, "Fuck you guys!" Gets up there, punches a bunch of people in the face, and is like, "This thing ain't real. This is fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's totally fine." And then gets arrested. And so that's our introduction to basically the movie. Is like Kirk Douglas. Kissing ladies and punching out people—that's what this movie's all about. And you're like, what? All right. Right. Yeah. And there wasn't much kissing, kissing on the sub. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, that's the thing. It didn't make any sense. But then they go straight over to, uh, uh, you know, we have our professor, uh, Aranax, and his apprentice played by Peter Lorre, famed Peter Lorre. Um, Probably most famous for Casablanca, and then, but like he made his, he became famous in the United States for playing a serial killer in M, uh, and so he was like a super famous actor. But this is pretty close to when he died, and so it's at the end of his career. And Did you so, notice in this movie how he wore his pants up super to, high, yeah, 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 about up to his nipples the entire time. 
Yeah. So he was he was near the end of his uh, end of his life. <laughs> and, uh, what's just, what's just people in submarine movies are like? I feel like I'm running out. of I time. know. Better get on the submarine movie <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah. And so they're trying to make it to Asia because uh, they're marine biologists and they want to study marine biology in in Asia and um, spread spread some of that knowledge. Uh, but they can't find a ship at all. And you know we get a little bit of a scene of people coming up in the press fake news trying to like spin some quotes this way and that from the professor for their own devices oh, right. um because uh, oh they because somebody asks him yeah about the monster and said do you think it's real and he said well it could be real it could be a giant norwell and then but like that kind of goes directly into the government coming to find him they they from that news article they know that he's in town and they need a scientist to lend, lend some credence to to a, a ship they're sending out to try to prove that there is no uh, sea monster and that, you know, nothing to worry about, you know, shipping should go on as usual. Like, it's right. not real. It's all just like whatever they're shipping, the the ammo and ammunition and stuff exploding by accident. Like, that's, it's no, it's no right. monster. It's just exploding ammunition. <clears throat> everything's fine. It's just uh, everything's exploding because of ammunition. Get on these ships. It's no big deal. <laughs> That's it. We'll prove. <laughs> uh, okay, sure. Yeah. So they end up getting a ship together, and they get they're on there. The the two scientists, Kirk Douglas. Is Kirk on Douglas it. shows up because obviously he doesn't give a shit. He's like whatever. I'm ready to harpoon whatever. Like literally, only cares about harpooning. He's a well. That's his job. He's a pro harpooner. Yeah, and he's he's dressed differently than all the other sailors. Because everybody else is in a uniform, and then he's in like a red striped shirt. Because he's the harpooner. He's literally always got his harpoon out. I feel like that's another or thing. He's it's like, like second in command. I'm slaying ladies, and I required in my contract. I need a giant harpoon. <laughs> and everyone needs to know me as the harpoon man. I harpoon everything. I'm like, oh, this is a kids movie. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> and I'll sing a lewd song about. <laughs> hitting oh up a bunch of mermaids what is right. this why so um. <laughs> anyway <laughs> they're on the ship for quite a while and they don't see anything there's nothing going on super boring they're eating bananas <clears throat> which they are i yeah. wrote that down yeah. yep eating they were bananas. that was in the trivia too for this movie of like no ship back then would have carried bananas. It was thought to be bad luck. I was like, what? <laughs> I told you that in an earlier episode. And you're like, why? Yeah. But they said, like, that was that, that was listed in the trivia as, like, a, a problem with the movie. It's like, he wouldn't be eating bananas on a ship. Come on. Get out of here. Somebody seriously saw this. It'd be problem. oranges, right? I mean, we know all that from Phantom. Right. Right. It should have been, been bananas, but it was oranges. Yeah. <laughs> no switch sure well in russia oranges are actually <laughs> the bananas. unlucky ones bananas are the ones they bring everywhere no that's not true uh <laughs> so anyways they are about to pack it in like the ship is like we're done it's, well the captain is not like, a monster screw this yeah, man we're it's done not, we've, we've been all over this sea we haven't seen anything probably they went about twenty thousand leagues around the sea at that point on Maybe top this of the was, sea yeah Maybe that was part of it. <laughs> this was probably involved in the adventure. Yeah, 16,000 leagues on top of the sea and then 4,000 leagues under. Uh, right. But they, uh, they're like, we're going to pack it in. And then all of a sudden, there it is. It's, our, it, it's a monster coming towards them. Right. And Kirk With Douglas. Glowing eyes. Yeah, Kirk Douglas is super jazzed. He's not even a captain, but he takes his dick out because he's pretty excited for the situation. Right. Uh, and by dick, I mean his harpoon. And then he goes up with his harpoon and he's like, Time to take out this monster. And he throws it. And obviously, it's a fucking submarine, so it doesn't do anything. <laughs> he gets knocked out of a boat. <laughs> I would love to see that in modern-day combat. Yeah. <laughs> like a submarine surfaces. Somebody's like, hold on. Get me my harpoon. Yeah. 
I'm going to take this motherfucker out. Yeah. It's like, I thought it was wooden. Why a submarine? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they he gets knocked out, and so do the professor. The professor gets knocked out, and then the apprentice jumps in after him because the apprentice is really weird dynamic in their relationship. I'm not sure I what's going so, on there. He's like a 60-year-old apprentice to this professor who he literally will follow to his death. It's crazy. It is really odd. Uh, and so they jump in the water, and they're floating around, and it's pretty cold. And fog lifts, and they see the submarine sitting there. And it seems like it's abandoned. They get on top, and they don't know what it is. It seems like it's abandoned. They go inside, and it's like a luxury liner, like basically a house. They can tell it's some kind of ship, but, yeah, yeah they've never seen anything like this. Yeah, and it's, you know, he the professor's really excited because it's, like, clearly, like, amazing technology. But they're also a little bit, you know, worried because they see the you know submariners out there burying someone one of the people that died when they rammed or not when they when they were attacking the boat there was a can they shot them with a cannon right and that cannon shot kills one of the crewmen so they're burying that crewman and they get really concerned that it's like you know that they're basically on the bad person's ship and so they try to take out the uh the boat and get away from there but they all the crew return and they capture them and they essentially become um prisoners of our hero question mark captain nemo it's villain really uh, hard to tell yeah i don't know what he is it seems at some some points they're like he's a genius he could save the world but the world is too damaged so he can't save them and then at other points they're like he's a fucking psychopath like right we need to get the hell out of here well the else. professor's all on board with him the professor is also like a very terrible character he's like right. he's such like a uh what to do? Like, he's such a genius. Think about the knowledge. And it's like, he's also a crazy person. Right. So let's get the hell out of here. Like, it's, there's no need to stick around. We even skipped. This was uh, This was not the first movie. This was the second movie we've had a song on the boat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. The song. <laughs> Whale of a Tale. Whale of a Tale. And that was actually Kirk Douglas singing and playing the guitar. He learned guitar for this role. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, the dubbing on that guitar was really bad. Yeah, it looked well, really it was bad. Recorded yeah. ahead of time. They always do. They always did. I mean, they, everything was recorded ahead of time. You know, it's like saying, "Oh, Julie Andrews dubbed singing." It's like, yeah, but she was an amazing singer. It's just back then you dub all the songs. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he played guitar and he, you know, sang for it and all that. Wow. Uh, I actually thought it was weird. I was, I was actually excited. I thought there was going to be a lot more songs, but it was just that song and then that song again, but drunk over and over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It kind of played throughout the entire movie. Yeah. So I was hoping. I was like, "Oh my god, is this a is this a musical? This is gonna be great." I can't wait for the next song. And then there wasn't a next song. I don't even know who would have sung it. Probably. Well, there was more music. Nemo was always playing that organ. Was, well, could have sang something. That was also. There's something about that too, as everyone was just like. Shut up! Right. Like, he's like, you're on a submarine. <laughs> my God, <laughs> shut up! Shut up! Like, I was like, he's just like a terrible roommate. It's like you can't tell him to shut up. He's the captain. Like, but dear God, hold it together, man. I know you're thinking about your dead wife, but like, Jesus. Something that I, when I was watching this movie at first, I just thought, my God, when are we getting onto the submarine? I know. Yeah, and when, when they most, step foot. It, it was about 20 minutes into the movie. Well, most of our movies spend, what, 99% of the movie on a submarine? <laughs> right. Uh, so this is definitely, is it the least? That we've seen so far. Down Periscope, the only thing is they have those cutaway scenes. So they may right. accumulate to a to a significant amount. But, like, 
This one's quite a bit. I mean, it's just the beginning, and then you have times that they go on shore and stuff as well. So right. they're not in the submarine as much as you might expect, considering they have to go 20,000 leagues. Right. Yeah. Also, when the, before they uh, get caught by all the um, people on the submarine, they run into Captain Nemo's pet seal. Oh, yeah, Esmeralda. Esmeralda. What a name for a seal. That whole seal, that seal had all kinds of trivia associated with it, too. Like, how they everyone had to feed a fish. Like, it was constantly, like, badgering people for fish. So, like, really? everyone on, on set had to have fish so it wouldn't, like, mess with scenes and stuff, right? So people off camera would be feeding it and stuff. And so everyone had fish in their pockets all the time. And so it just smelled like a fish, like a fishmonger's oh, market oh, the entire time. <laughs> Sounds miserable. Oof, it did man. seem like Kirk, Kirk, Kirk Douglas seemed to be having, you know quite a time with that seal though right <laughs> being bestest of friends <laughs> all right yeah so let's get back to where we were yeah so they they're, just they meet get, nemo yeah yep they're captured they meet nemo and they're i don't know i mean what's going on they're trying to figure out why the so heck they're naming all these yeah ships. they're all they're all prisoners and stuff like that obviously he he wants to kill peter Lorre and kirk douglas but like the professor refuses and even goes out and is going to die with them. And so Nemo's like, oh, that was what I wanted to see. I wanted to see if you were so connected to humanity still that you would save these people who aren't basically worth it, which is crazy. I mean, he's a right. terrible villain in this movie. He's like, oh, they're garbage. We may as well kill them. They are. They would just as easily kill me. But it's all this very abstract idea of like murder. It's like it he would go out and they, w- they would have no problem selling m- ammunition. That's just as bad as murder. So I will murder them. And it's like, what? <laughs> this right. logic is crazy. Uh, but so he's like, okay, everyone can stay, but you're all kind of prisoners. And so he's like, I'm going to show you my world a little bit to the professor so you can disseminate some of the knowledge back to humanity. And so he shows them, or I think to, either to stay with him forever or to, right. to bring it back. And so he brings them to their farm, which is like a under, well, but before, underwater city or whatever. Before Isn't they it? do this, they oh, e- they have, have the dinner, dinner? Yeah, which yeah. I wish was even longer than what it was because I've got some of the ingredients. Done. It's really <sighs> funny. I, I think what I think is funny is that all the ingredients to me is like you could imagine nowadays it being like right. out of place. Be like. Oh man, that, this thing is made of like seaweed, and they're like, "Holy shit!" Like, <laughs> get in the fuck! Oh, I can't even look at that garbage. And I was like, "Oh, I eat, that's like sushi." <laughs> like, <Yeah. come> <laughs> the whole time during this dinner scene, Kirk Douglas is sitting there, and he's not even using a fork; he's just eating yeah, off his knife. knife. Yeah. Oh god, I love it. It was awesome. Yep. Kirk Douglas is pretty amazing in this. I found his character to be fairly ridiculous, but right. like. He is, it's such a golden age era of acting that you get to see like a glimpse into. Like, he's got to be the macho man. He's got to be punching people all the time. Right. He's got to be the guy. Like, it's just like such a funny character in the end. <laughs> so, some of the stuff that they, I mean, looked like they were about to vomit when they heard what they were eating. Nemo mm-hmm. told them they're eating sea snake. People were like, Ugh! I mean, I, couldn't you imagine going to like a, a an upscale Fancy. restaurant somewhere no, and being snake. like, oh, sea snake, interesting. Like, that's I've on never the menu. Had like, that. Do I want to try it? But being like, yeah, maybe I'll try it. Like, I don't understand. Sea snake. You're eating the sea snake. Right. What's the big deal? I don't get it. And they also had blowfish covered in barnacles. 
That didn't even make sense. That, what, no. what was that? Was that like pudding or something? I can't remember. This, <laughs> it was something that didn't make sense where it was blowfish. I was this like, is the one that nowadays you, you would even see something like this in the comedy film. <laughs> <laughs> and the cream you're eating is milk oh, yeah. from the sperm whale. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Which again, it's just because of the name. Right. Like milk from yeah. sperm whale. Now, I wouldn't drink sperm whale milk just because that does seem a little bit strange to do. But like, Sounds gross. Yeah, but it's not like... I know what the joke is. Right. And the joke. knows what the joke is. Right. If guys, if you didn't get it, it's because it's, it's a sperm whale. <laughs> yeah. So it's and then the they part. sit down and they just smoke some seaweed cigars. And that didn't make sense either. There's a reason why tobacco is what you make cigars out of. You can't make Obviously a seaweed cigar and get the same thing. Well, have you tried? Mm, that's true. All right. Valid point. Okay, so next episode we'll be smoking seaweed cigars. <laughs> That'll be half of it. All right. The other half will be with the naval minister from uh, Argentina who is now fired. I think he's got a lot of time in his hands, so he could probably yeah. come in live. We'll probably yeah. have to fly him up here. But. Yeah. And so, yeah, so they have this dinner, and they're like, oh, you all were super grossed out by it. Let me show you how I collect all this stuff you hated. And they go down to the city under the water. Um, oh, because he said if you want to get different food, you can go down yeah, here. Yeah, we'll have to get this. it. Yeah, everything's from the ocean. We don't do anything, so we'll go down and collect some food. And they go down to this like sunken city where they keep all their harvesting stuff. So it's just a bunch of fish traps and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And they're grabbing all the stuff. And the professor is going off a little bit with uh, – he's going off with Nemo they're kind of doing their own thing and so Peter Laurie and Kirk Douglas they go off and they find a pirate ship or whatever a sunken ship and then they find some treasure and Kirk Douglas is like super jazzed about this he's like this is how I this is how I get my own ship and become captain and then I can have my dick out all the time it's no big deal everyone would have to respect me because I'm the captain and he wants to grab it but then a shark attacks and Nemo saves him, and then they go back to the boat. And he's like, what the hell? I could have gotten that. Tre- we, sh- we left the treasure. We left the treasure. And he opens. He's like, I got treasure for days. Look at all this treasure. I use it for weight. I use right. it for balance on this boat. Like, it means nothing. Right. And then when they open the door, like, treasure's just pouring out. Yeah. It's just all yeah. gold. Something that I thought that you probably couldn't get away with in a movie today with when they were down there at the farm, yeah. they were grabbing those sea turtles. Oh, yeah. That was oh, actually made me really yeah. sad. I know. I was like, oh, God. Yeah, they were really like kind of manhandling some sea, sea turtles. Right. Uh, it mean, was almost like as bad. Time, but... Yeah, it was almost as bad as the racist part of this movie. <laughs> yeah, but well, we'll get to that that's in a little for later. bit. Yeah, so then he's, you know, Kirk Douglas continues to be obsessed with his treasure. I'm actually not sure why Nemo d- didn't just throw him some treasure. I know he's trying to teach him a lesson, like, right. The that world up there means nothing. Like, why are you so obsessed with this treasure? But, like, throw him some bones. He would have been fine. Instead, it's like, I'm going to close this door, but not lock it. And definitely do not take any treasure. Right. Yeah. So he spends his time. He builds a little turtle um, guitar. guitar and, and uses that as a way to kind of get some. But in the, but meanwhile, doing while he's doing this, this is when Nemo is just sitting there ripping all these solos on the organ. Oh, just yeah. Like, really just laying into it, having a great time. And everybody's just like. God, we're trying to sleep. Shut up. Why did you put an organ (laughs) on here? Might as well just be playing bagpipes or just as loud. That's another thing that's like it's the first one that's not really a war one or at least not a war games one at the very least, like Down Periscope, um, where like there's almost every single uh, movie we have. It's like, we got to be silent. Be silent. We, We are trying to. This one, it's like. Who fucking knows? Not another submarine to be seen. <laughs> on like a, ooh. 
I think I messed something up. I don't even know what that was. <laughs> I could hear it from here. <laughs> well, we'll, well, we'll figure we'll it out later. later. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> okay, edit this out. Edit point. And <laughs> and uh, uh, he, you know, he's just jamming on this thing like without a caring world. There's none of the submarine to be seen. No. So no one. He doesn't there's not, care. There's not another one on the planet. So they can be as loud as they want, and it's kind of a funny thing. It's probably it might end up being the only submarine movie we watch where that's the case, where they're just like jamming on a organ because they don't care. Like almost every single movie we'll watch, they'll be like, we have to be quiet because we're on a submarine, and <laughs> there are other submarines that their only way of finding us is through sound. sound yeah and so he's jamming on that they're getting a little concerned about him he seems like a little crazy person mm-hmm. kirk douglas is stealing some uh treasure and so they they end up he going to caught a, yeah he gets caught but, by the seal mm, yeah by the yeah the, the seal yeah it's seal right not sea lion seal, sea oh. lion. it's is a sea it? lion yeah it's a sea lion not not also not the singer we're not talking about yeah we're not saying it's not the singer seal a sea lion but they end up. up going to a um an island where Nemo shows the professor kind of the roots of his revenge or vengeance on hu- humankind. So and this this cracked me up because he's they're <laughs> like we've traveled ten thousand yeah ten thousand and then I looked and I'm like oh we are about halfway through the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but think about that they they traveled thirty thirty thousand miles. It's like wait what? Where did you go? <laughs> yeah, what were you doing for thirty thousand miles? Um, and so they go up. He goes up to a ridge and kind of shows them all these uh, these uh, sh- uh, shipper people uh, shipping stuff, merchants, and they're just whipping the shit out of some people, like forcing them to bring ammunition or uh, nit- nitrous uh, nitrate to uh, to a ship so they can make ammunitions. Um, I found that also kind of funny. It's like. They're just like whipping these people over and over again. It's like, come on, you got to spare it a little bit. Like they're doing their right. job. They're Why do you they're whipping the same dude? You can't just, just like keep whipping. It. He's like, he's just carrying it fine, and they're just like whipping, whipping, whipping. It's like, yeah, you got to let him. He's carrying it. I can't do it any faster. <laughs> like, Especially while you're whipping me, yeah, they're like knocking like, people over. Whip somebody behind me, please. Yeah. Uh, and so he's like, okay, see that? I used to be a prisoner for this like terrible country as well, and they tortured my wife and child to death. And but I escaped with my crew and stuff, and you know then I was able to build the submarine, and now I take vengeance on those that allow for such a nation to exist, which is basically everyone. He's saying like by trading with them and for your ammunition and for your wars, you are part of the problem, and so I take it out on all of mankind. And unless mankind changes their ways, I will continue to seek vengeance on mankind. And the professor's like, sounds about right. Sure, yeah, yeah, no, he's, he's a pretty good dude. It's like what? It's crazy. Well, then, then he yeah. kind of has a change of heart when they get Bro, back yeah. in the Nautilus. And then they get on. He's like, okay, theoretically, that made sense. And then he's like, in all right, that ship's leaving. <laughs> Let's ram it and blow it up. He's like, whoa. whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what? And everyone at Kirk Douglas is like, wait, what? And Peter Lurie is like, hey, excuse me? And then they go and ram the shit out of the boat and kill everyone. And they right. literally watch as this everyone dies. And like they didn't have a chance. And the ship explodes. And damages the Nautilus uh, as well. And then this is when the assistant and Kirk Douglas yeah. are like, we really got to figure out how we get out we of gotta here. We got to get out of here. Because <laughs> this yeah. is not good. Yeah. So uh, Peter Lurie is able to get a glimpse of um, the professor's journal. And in the journal, it says that they're going to a place called Volcania. Volcania. 
And so he I goes. I couldn't to, read my own handwriting. I thought it said Valencia. And no, like, it's, uh, oh, it doesn't, seem, doesn't seem correct. And he goes to uh, Kirk Douglas and is like, okay, we got to escape. He's like, well, we can't escape unless we know where we're going. Duh. And he's like, well, I do. It's Volcania. And he's like, well, where's Volcania? I was like, all we have to do is figure that out. And like, okay. So they go out and they search around a bunch and then they see a giant map in Captain Nemo's bedroom which is basically like volcania is here and they're like oh, okay there's volcania yep and so they steal a bunch of bottles which are filled with alcohol well and, and these become other important weird later. things yeah does, yeah but. it's filled with fish which again he seems to just really not like fish at all he like eats a fish it's like i ate it am i gonna die it's like i thought you were a fisherman right like, you you're, live you're a harpoon person. on the ocean never eat a fish <laughs> like what's going on this is bizarre i think that's kind of a prerequisite you don't really yeah. get on a ship unless you're gonna have fish in one way or another. Yeah. It's it's like that commercial that airs where there's like a hipster girl and she's like using a computer, but it's like one of those iPad com- computers. And they're like, hey, are you, what are you doing? Working on your computer? And she's like, what's a computer? And I'm like, how old are you? I hate that How do you commercial. not know what a computer is? I hate that commercial How do you not so eat much. fish, Kirk Douglas? Right. How do you not eat fish? And so uh, he empties a bunch of bottles, collects all the alcohol for later, and puts some notes in it, basically saying, Volcania is here. Meet me there, or be square. And send, throws them all into the ocean. Uh, and is like, okay, here we go. When we get to Volcania, they'll be there, like, kind of waiting for us. Um, and something really intense happens. Yeah, so then they... The ship runs aground. On a reef. Right. Because of their... The, they, had, they had damaged their rudder in the, in the process <laughs> of sinking that other ship. So they stopped, like the rudder wasn't, still wasn't working, so they ran aground on this reef. And I also like, wondered oh, here, uh, just because of the time frame of the movie, and we saw them grabbing the sea turtles, we saw them just crush that reef. Like, Yeah, I know. Crush that reef in real life. And and and, and when they were collecting like uh, their food underwater, like right. they literally were like running over reef, reefs. I was like, okay. wait, what? <laughs> that wouldn't yeah, fly. It frowned on today. <laughs> Uh, and so they're like, okay, well, do you want to collect specimen or something? Like Papua New Guinea is right over there. So like you could go, you could totally go over there. And the professor's like, no, I'm feeling a little blue, so I'm not going to do it. And then they're like, we can escape. So Peter so, Laurie's yeah. like, I can do it. I'm his apprentice. And basically Nemo's like, really? And he's like, qualified. like, what? I'm like 60 years old. <laughs> like, yeah. Yes, I can do it. <laughs> and then, uh, Kirk Douglas is like, I can row real good. And Nemo's like, screw you. You're clearly going to escape. He's like, no, I'm not. And Nemo's like, okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> it really didn't take much convincing. No, it did not. No. It was, it was, I actually think I did more convincing there than he actually really did in the did. movie. But then um, but Nemo also warns. He's like, hey, you got to stay on the beach because that island is filled with cannibals. Yeah, there are cannibals there. And so they go onto the beach, and Kirk Douglas is like, screw that. Like, they, he was totally lying to me. No cannibals. There's no cannibals here. And so off he goes into the to the jungle. Of course, Peter Laurie's like, I can't leave the professor. I can't leave the professor. Uh, and uh, Kirk Douglas heads into the jungle and is like, totally fine, no big deal. And then sees like a bunch of skulls. And it's like, okay, maybe maybe weren't lying. And starts running because the natives are after him. Right. And <laughs> this was kind of weird, the way they edited it. Like, the sound kind of died down. But I wish it would have just like swelled and built and built and built but it didn't like all of a sudden he's just running there yeah there wasn't anything going on yeah but then you see like hundreds of these guys chasing him. yeah 
Which and so, yeah, really I mean, intense. this is, uh, again, probably would be frowned upon today. Actually, a very similar scene happens in the second Pirates of the Caribbean film where they run aground with a ship and they head in and they get captured by cannibals and then they have to escape and they're running away from cannibals and jump on the ship as the cannibals are heading towards them. Is that when very Jack similar. Sparrow, like, he, he paints the eyes? Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And that that actually did get some backlash when it was released in the 2000s. Oh, really? Um, yeah, just because, you know, you're kind of painting certain cultures in, like, a bad light, but also, like, that that area, region of the world, doesn't love the idea that everyone just, like, is always, like, you know, Borneo or Papua New Guinea or whatever. Like, check out these cannibals. They're like, okay, come on, we're not really cannibals. Like, because they want you to go a little there. bit of a stereotype, so, so you can get they eaten. Can eat you. Well, yes. no, I, no, <laughs> no, now he's a racist. Uh, but <clears throat> so they get back on the ship, and Nemo kind of shows a little bit of the, what the Nautilus can do because he electrocutes them until they leave. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> yeah, I'm not really so, sure that makes sense, anyways. No, it really didn't, but they so they barely get on, and they're getting arrows fired at them, spears thrown at them. Yeah. And then the professor and Kirk Douglas or Ned get down in and they're like, my God, you got to dive. Like they're here, like close the door or something. And Nemo's like, wait. And then he just waits till they basically are inside the sub and then just starts electrocuting them. And everybody's diving off the sub, going absolutely crazy. And then everybody on the sub is just pointing and laughing. Yeah, just loving it. (laughs) (laughs) Electrocuting people. (laughs) It's awesome. Yeah, so then uh, after they finish up with Eric Cannibal and fixing the ship, they head towards uh, Volcania, right? This is when they actually head. Right. Oh, yeah, they head towards Volcania. And so, oh, no, no, wait, sorry. They get, uh, before they can fix, before they get off the reef, they get attacked. Yeah, well, there's a, a, ship, ship. a ship shows up and attacks them. Oh, and here's a. <clears throat> and right. they kind of like, get so, off the reef. And they're like, and they just like jump off the reef. So Ned was made a prisoner during this. Oh, yeah, yeah, because he tried to escape. He's still in brig, yeah. Here was a line that. I also thought it was a little <laughs> put it in today's context. So he's he's like trapped in the uh brig or whatever and he's like let me out of this glory hole. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> I didn't understand that. Mm, I don't think <clears throat> you can I'm not sure you know what that means. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Different meaning. Mm. Uh so they yeah, so they get attacked and they have to get, they get off the reef real quick, but not before they um get totally, you know, messed up a little bit by the ship. I mean, they mess up the ship. They sink it. They do, but they get but damaged. they get damaged pretty seriously, and they start sinking. And this yeah. is the furthest I think we've ever gone. It yep. it's got it five thousand feet. Yeah, and <laughs> the, not a, not a mention of crush depth because I think probably the Nautilus, the Nautilus is the Nautilus. That's so like crush depth. We don't know crush depth. There is no crush depth. <laughs> right. You know, it's it's certainly much further than the crush depth we've seen in any of the other films. Yep. Right. So they were, you know, it's it's an implied crush depth. This would have to be one of those like gigantic oceanic canyons that they're going down. Yeah, into. like Mariana Trench. Really yeah, and I, I thought that was kind of strange because they were just stuck on a reef, and then two minutes later, they're down as far as you can go. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, so, it must have been one huge moved. reef. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So as they fall, they get attacked by a squid, and he's like, "Remember that thing that I showed you five seconds ago? Let's use it again." And so they try to electrocute the. The squid, but it totally fries the breakers because the squid's too big or something. Science, and then well, I think that they used too much of the charge on the other one. No, I think guys. I think it was because of the the squid. Oh, they fried the breakers or whatever. So like, then they it literally burst into flames. It burst into flames, and nobody was. Like, has a fire broke out in every movie? No, not in Phantom. 
No, and not Don Periscope, right? He didn't have a fire right. in Don Periscope. So anyways, they, they head towards the surface, got a surface and, a t- and fight the squid. And it's a pretty cool sequence uh, with fighting the this, fighting this squid. Apparently, it was originally shot, it was actually shot twice. Once in daylight, like as if uh, just on a regular day. And then once in the storm because it looked too fake. In the in daylight. daylight. Yeah, well, yeah. the storm scene was pretty awesome. Yeah, so that's the thing. They added the storm. It made it look a lot realer. And also, it just was a lot cooler. Like, it's kind of weird that they would even think to just be like, regular sunny day, like blah, blah, blah. <laughs> right. I mean, it didn't, again, it didn't make sense. They were on a reef one second. They you basically fall into a, a trench another second. Then they go up to the surface, and all of a sudden, it's a raging storm in the middle of the sea. Right. Even though it was sunny when they were on that reef. I don't know. It is a little bit strange how everything like gets put together. I guess we look at it like that. Yes. <laughs> so uh, they fight this. They fight the the squid, and he's like, "We have to harpoon it between the eyes. If only we had a harpooner, but of course we don't. So I got to do it myself." And, and he hits it square between. Oh the yeah, eyes. but it doesn't kill it. No. And uh, he needs another one, but he basically gets grabbed by the squid and is gonna die. Everybody's getting grabbed, and the tentacles die. are even coming inside yeah. the submarine and. And Kirk Douglas escapes the brig, gets up there, grabs a harpoon, fucking kills that squid, jumps in the ocean in a storm, saves Captain Nemo, and brings him back up on board. Right. And Captain Nemo's like, thank you. I've maybe kind of changed my mind about humanity. And then a second later, he's like, never mind, I haven't. You would have killed me. You would you would save me one day, but then would kill someone the next day so it doesn't mean anything it's like oh come on man right. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a hero like literally the professor's like he's a hero it's like eh, man, hero maybe a stretch he's like wait what he did like the Just craziest most her- heroic thing like we've ever seen that was crazy right he didn't have to do any of that even after he was like man i shouldn't have done that it's just my nature to be a fucking badass i wish that's what i said just movie. who i am i mean that's basically what kirk douglas said Basically. With his arms and his dimple on his chin. He did, yeah, because he was, like, flexing the whole time. And yep. just, mm. uh, after this, he's like, okay, we're heading to Volcania, and he's kind of waffling. He's thinking about maybe giving a bunch of his really good inventions to the professor in order to give it to the rest of the world. He's like, maybe, I, maybe you've changed my mind, and maybe you, knowing what I believe so well and being my friend, will be able to convey to them what this is all about, what I'm all about, and convince them to put down their arms and use my technology for good. So they're heading to Volcania with this in mind, and when they get there, a bunch of warships, because Kirk Douglas's, I mean, Kirk Douglas threw all those bottles in the ocean, they found them, and they found Volcania. Right. And Nemo is pissed, and is like, I'm blowing this thing to smithereens. Right. And they have, they have this little secret underwater passage mm-hmm. to get into the middle of a volcano island. What's weird is they just wanted all the secrets. They, I mean, it really was super coincidental. They got there and they were like, oh, shit. They're like just going up the mountain. It's like, wow, that's really crazy coincidence. Like just when they arrive, you, you arrive as well. If they had arrived two days earlier, they just would have went in and gotten all the shit. Yeah, they probably would have. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. movie magic. There, yeah. all, these, all these troops are descending into the, uh, the crater that is Volcania and they're shooting at everybody. And I think everybody starts to realize that Nemo's going to blow up the entire island. Yeah. So he sneaks on, he sets something up, and then he sneaks back onto the submarine, and he gets shot yep. in the middle of all this insanity. And he just starts, like, 
falling all into the Nautilus and yeah, he they, still he's able to, to command it. He's, he's able like to dying. command it. His dick, he pulls his dick out, but it's just not the same. It it's looks like it's real weak, and right. you know, it's on its last legs, really. <laughs> and so is he. He's able to kind of he's able to get the Nautilus out, but it's he knows he's he's basically dying. So they're like, like any normal person is basically like suicide pact. Time right. to time to fulfill our suicide pact. He's like the Nautilus dies with me, which reminds me, we're all set on that, right? As like a for our podcast. Yes. Yeah. If one of us is going down, we're all going down. <laughs> we're going down with the ship. <laughs> Birthday, death day. You remember that, Alex? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all made a pact. We we're gonna party till we died on our twenty fifth birth on one of our buddies' twenty fifth birthday. Because we're like, what's past twenty five? And I guess we've discovered it's a submarine movie podcast. Right. Yeah. So, yep, so. Yep. It was worth it. But <laughs> what's after a submarine movie podcast? Can't be anything, right? There's really nothing. Yeah. So. Either this goes on forever, or this will be the end. <laughs> Anyways, and then he, they're like suicide pact, and they're all super excited. But like, obviously, the professor and you know Peter Laurie and Kirk well, the Huggler. professor is sympathetic with this. <laughs> okay, yeah, I mean, he's a crazy <laughs> he's like, person. He's like totally brainwashed. He's a he's a weird character. I'm not sure he what is. to think about him. Just like Nemo. Nemo is like okay, anti-hero. Like mm-hmm. hero question mark villain question mark I would I would lean more to a villain than anything else but like he's exactly. kind of a classic anti hero of sorts and then you have the professor who is just like like a dumb awful person it's just like you are dumb like right. either either go all in with this but don't be so like waffly weird about all he this was stuff. the entire time but then finally when it's time and Nemo's like whatever we're all gonna die he's like well alright you're right let's just pack it in well yeah he's like ah, I guess this is the way it'll be and you know Peter Laurie is like freaked out but Kirk Douglas he's like, the hero that he is no. is like have you seen my muscles like hell to the nah and he basically punches out a bunch of people the first mate's like the final boss kind of right he keeps on coming back and finish he, him yeah he's like kicking him and he kicks him down some stairs and he's punching him in the face a whole bunch and it started to look like he was going to drown him and I was like oh, yeah this is getting really intense that would be crazy yeah and then he like props him up real quick I was right. like oh okay yeah Disney film yep and then they but, uh, so this was kind of exciting because <laughs> with like five minutes left in the movie we finally I would consider this a mutiny mm. <laughs> that's a good point it would be I mean he's not technically over. a a you know, it was a mutiny of someone like a prisoner who takes over, but I think it, I think you're right. I would say it's it's fairly close to I mean, close enough. Prisoner esque. Yeah. I mean, they're like buddy buddy. Yeah, they're well, in between they're in between a guest and a pr- prisoner. That's what they described it as. Right. But so he he's able to raise the ship up to up to the surface and is like, we got to get the hell out of here. And of course, the professor's like, I gotta get my notes. And it's like, you're kidding me. So, Kirk Douglas. Punch him in the face, <laughs> knocks throws him, out. him over his shoulder, <laughs> and just carries him out of there. Uh, and then, in like a fabulous, it's like the mushroom cloud explosion. Yeah. yeah, the whole island just goes. It's awesome. And they're like rowing away, and the professor wakes up, and Kirk Douglas is like, "See, that's why I had to punch you out because the Nautilus is is gonna sink, and the Nautilus is sink. Nautilus sinks. Right. And then you get a little voiceover that's like, it's uh, Captain Nemo being like." And when mankind is ready, they'll rediscover all of these secrets or something like that. That's pretty good. Is that right? The end. It's close. I mean, I actually, I just watched it it. not that long ago (laughs) since it took me like four days to actually watch this movie. It's over two hours long. It is. But yeah. That's, I mean, that's the movie right there in a nutshell. It was, it was an adventure and it is one of these kinds of like live action 
uh, Disney films that don't, I mean, I, they don't really exist all that much. I think if you went to last year, maybe something like A Dog's Purpose is like the remnants of that family film that comes out, that used to come out all the time. Okay. It sort of been similar to like Chitty Chitty Bang Bang and those Walt Disney films that, that were made. Oh man, I haven't seen back that in a really long time. Does it have a flying car in it or something? That is Chitty yes. Chitty Bang. The, the titular yeah. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Okay. So, what did you guys think about it? We got inches. Uh, inch wise. You don't want to do league wise here? Ooh. Uh, that's a 12, lot of leagues. Out of 12 out of 20, leagues. Out of 20,000 <laughs> leagues. <laughs> out of 20,000 leagues, how many leagues does this one get? Mm, Ryan. All right. I would have to give it, out of 20,000 leagues, I'm going to give it 13,000. So, so basically, thir- like a, so like a six and a half. Six and a half, yeah. Six and, six and a half inch uh, sub is what you're kind of saying. Yeah. I'm, it was good. Don't get me wrong. Uh, and I really liked uh the the adaptation i guess from the book and uh, jules verne i think he also wrote journey to the center of the earth which i also really liked growing up these were just films that like i my parents had when i was growing up and i'd watch them when i was younger and when i was younger they'd scare me just because it seemed far-fetched and out there and otherworldly so to say but now that i've watched it when i'm a little bit older uh it was it's a decent movie but still a middle of the road for me I'd I'd go a little higher on it. Mm. I'd say, given the time era, I was very surprised. At the quality? <sighs> yes. Mm. I also really enjoyed the squid attack. That's something we haven't seen yet. It was a pretty amazing scene. If you're going to pick one thing out of it, I think that squid scene it was pretty cool. is, is pretty impressive. And I'd have to give it, I'd, I'd throw it at a 7.5. 7.5. So 15... Thousand. Oh, sorry. Yeah, fifteen thousand leagues. leagues. Okay. Um. See, it's interesting because I, I, it's a good point with a squid scene. Very good scene. I I really like Kirk Douglas. I don't think I've actually ever really watched Kirk Douglas in a film. I mean, obviously, I know who Kirk Douglas is, father of Michael Douglas. Um, but like, I, I you know, he's just he's from an era of film that I'm not super familiar with. Right. So, you know, this may even be the only one I've seen particularly of his like heyday really. And so, uh, you know, I really liked him in it. Peter Laurie is a great actor. I don't know. I just found it really slow. I found it really slow and it was kind of a tougher one to get through. Like I even found getting through hostile waters and stuff to be a little bit of a quicker, like boom, 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 work through it. So I think okay. I might have to give it six inches kind of halfway there. Okay. 12,000 leagues. Under the sea for me. All right, so we got 12,000, 13,000, 15,000. Yeah. It's not perfect. I think I, we're, we're probably like, underestimating it in the end. It is it is a classic film. If you were to see this in 1954. Yeah, it's a classic like, film. Oh, my God. What did I yeah. just watch? That was crazy. But the other thing to think yeah. about is, like, uh, we're also judging it from a different criteria. We're judging it as, like, a submarine film as well. Like, when That's I was thinking true. of the other films we've watched for this... Like, it's very different. Yeah, it's very and, different. Yep. Yeah. It's just got a very different tone to it. So that's why it's like it's a six probably as like a submarine film, but it's a classic film. Okay. Yeah. I gotcha. I understand that. I found it slower. It's just slower for a sub movie, it's very slow. Extremely slow. I was upset with how long it took to get on the sub. Yeah. That's what I kept thinking when I was first watching it. Um because I was like, man, they're getting on this ship. I'm like, when are we gonna get on the sub? Because you see the sub in the very first scene. But then, right. 20 minutes. Yeah. Takes a while. 
All right. So, what do we want to move on to? We got uh, we got sub news. We got your you know submarine subs, in depth. Subs worldwide. I've got trivia. I've mm-hmm. got that kind of stuff. Should we move on to some trivia? Keep it with the movie. Well, hold. On. I wanted to talk about something about the movie. Did you guys think that it was like really philosophical in a lot of different areas? I yes. felt I I kept watching this like for a Disney film like. I thought growing up, Disney films were just always supposed to be like really happy and there's always a, a good ending to the story and everything. But this one seemed to be really philosophical, touching on a whole bunch of different stuff. Like, obviously, this is coming out right around the time like of Cold War. I don't know if any of that was boiling over into what they were trying to do here, say, oh, I think, or I think if for it sure, comes, yeah. comes into the how the novel went uh, compared to this, but does one power one nation like really should have this much power or one person, excuse me, have this much power like this guy uh, where it does have the capability to do a lot of good stuff, but everybody just wants to use it for like destruction, death and destruction. Like I, that was, I was getting pretty deep. And then with the morality of how captain Nemo acted and how he may be a survivor, but it tainted him big time. And then, uh, trying to save other people at the end and then decides, just screw it, I'm going to take it down with me. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was all over the place, I thought, for a Disney film. And yeah. especially, I, I kept thinking about that squid scene the whole time because leading up into that, like at the beginning, t- 20, 30 minutes, everybody thought that the ship was a monster. And then for him to get attacked by a real monster and almost die, oh. but that was like really crazy to think about too. That's pretty good. No, I think I think for sure. I mean, they they clearly changed the source of the power of the submarine to match the times a little bit. So when when the novel was written, it was more around the time of of when it actually took place, right? Like eighteen sixties or something, eighteen seventies, something like yeah. that. Yeah, and and so you know he obviously wasn't predicting nuclear power. I mean, he said I think I forget what the power was in the book, but it it was something slightly different from that, and for the fifth making this film in the 50s they clearly updated it to be pretty obviously nuclear power he had discovered nuclear power in the 1860s and basically said humans human beings weren't ready to have that power and you know in the end what's what's kind of funny about it's like and then uh, you know this will this technology will resurface when humans are ready and of course now i think we look back and be like eh, maybe we weren't so ready for <laughs> nuclear right. power i don't yeah, think i don't think on. it i don't think it arose but back then i mean we had just you know stopped a war using nuclear power so it was kind of, and it was supposed to be like the promise of energy forever and ever and so like i think there was a little bit you know there wasn't so much of the ramping up of the you know cold war nuclear stuff like i don't think uh, Cuban Missile Crisis and stuff had happened yet. No. Um, and when this was made, so I mean, I think there was still that little bit of a promise. So that kind of was an interesting end to the movie, where it's like, and it will rise when humans are ready. Nope, no, it didn't. So it still, it still arose when we were not ready. Right. Not at all. <laughs> Even less so now than before. Yeah. No, I think, I think, I think it's a, it's a good point because one of the questions I had wanted to ask was Captain Nemo, hero or villain? It's what is he? I I I mean I think it's a really hard question to answer, and I think it's made even a little harder f- with this movie. I think they made it even more ambiguous than the book. In the book, I think it was supposed to be that he was a good guy in in a lot of ways. Um, he was a genius who was you know this he's... seemed much more sympathetic. I think from from what I know of the book, it seemed much more sympathetic towards him. In this one, there's a little less sympathy towards him. With the way he was in the movie, you know, basically saying that 
basically all civilization is totally screwed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I could have seen him being a guy who would just try to wipe out everybody. Well, and you couldn't really repopulate the planet with the people on the sub. You'd have to have other people. But try to create something, I don't know, that he thought was some kind of utopia, which is what he had under the water. But it was... I'm glad you brought that up, Alex, because there, there were those tones all throughout the movie. Yeah. Where he's like, civilization is totally screwed, like, and um, I'm down here because we couldn't handle it, or because <laughs> it's better. I mean, it's just so foobar upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the kids are watching it like, man. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What does it What does it mean that civilization is totally fucked? What does that mean, Dad? Like, oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Like one of the reviews I read said that kids would love this movie just because of the adventure in it. But like the more you think about it, like it seems pretty like deep. <laughs> like Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. I mean, that was a lot. There's a lot of stuff. I mean, if you read Frankenstein and this is similar, I mean, this is a similar vein. Jules Verne, Frankenstein was a lot of like science, good or evil science. Right. And, you know, in Frankenstein, it's even more philosophical. It's like. We would create a monster, but are yet, oh, yet are we the monsters? Question mark. And you're like, oh, shit. And then, and then you can just think back to Ian Malcolm in Jurassic Park. But I mean, I guess that's the thing, because I still, I would, I, I watch this movie and I say like, he's a villain. It's in my mind. I'm like, he's a villain. He's killing just people with no remorse remorse or anything he totally justifies it to himself that it's okay to kill all these people and it's like well they're doing bad things like that's not a he's not judge and executioner like that's a really fucked up way to think about your think about the world kind of like and he's a bad person but like i think it is like in that vein of like the victorian era of, of science it's like it is supposed to turn it around and like you think he's a monster but really isn't civilization kind of the monster and I was, I still look at it, and be like, no, he's the monster. <laughs> like, I don't really think too. And it's like, it's. I think it's similar to like Crimson Tide, where it's supposed to be kind of like, what would you do? Like, who's who's truly the hero? They kind of make this ambiguous ending, and I'm just right. like, nope, Denzel Washington's good. He's the he's the hero in that one. Like, he didn't launch a nuclear missile. Probably pretty good. Right. It does make you think quite a bit. Freaking Disney movies from the fifties. I know it's the one. Right? We th- it's probably the one that made us think the most. And yet it's a Disney film from the 50s. Well, because everything else is super straightforward. Like, hey, we're going to go sync those uh, yeah. enemy subs. And like run, a movie like Run Silent, Run Deep, there is only one way to think about it. In the end, I mean, the way it was, the way it was made right. was strictly for one viewpoint. You're not, I, it wasn't made for you to sit there and be like, but what about the Japanese that's on the other side of that? It's like, <laughs> no, that's not, they, they didn't make it that way. Home? Right, they didn't make it that way. <laughs> Crimson Tide's the only one where they kind of did, but even didn't make it all the way to the middle. Well, Phantom did. Yeah, Phantom. Phantom, obviously, the best movie we watched. We gave that 12 inches, right? Um, no, we <laughs> gave it pretty low. But I know, I, mean, I know. We always go back to it. And... <laughs> that will be, yeah. again, the last episode yeah. that we do. We'll rewatch it. 20,001 episode. Yes. Would be All right. Good. Yeah. All right, so let's move on to some uh, trivia about this one. Um, okay. This is, uh, just to mention off the bat, it's not one of the five trivia I picked out, but it is a classic film, and it was listed on the top 400 films of all time wow. in the 1998 list. I'm not sure when it was updated. Uh, it was uh, still on the list. That means, actually, I think this this year there'll be a new list. I think it was 1998, 2008, 2018. I think there'll oh, be really? another list. Yeah, we'll, oh. we'll see. All right, so <clears throat> this is the one where we get some choices. 
Okay. So, see, so we get to see some things. Okay. So Walt Disney originally considered making this film as an animated fe- feature oh, and God. got detailed pre-production ske- sketches by artist Harper Goff, who's like a main guy in this whole thing, because he got so enthusiastic about making it that he was like, let's do it as a live action, because he felt like he can make it look really good as like a live action film. And so they did. But thinking back on our other submarine films, which one would have been the best Walt Disney animated film? Are you thinking down Periscope, little cookie? We got animated Kelsey Grammer running around, <laughs> but with the with the penis tattoo. Yeah, that's true. That's, that would be really weird for a Walt a Disney, Disney film. movie. Uh, number two, Crimson Tide. You could kind of it's a little dark for like the for it. Movie. Yeah, uh, Run Silent Run Deep, which I think is the worst one. That'd be a really not good <laughs> Disney animated film. <laughs> Uh, hostile Waters, I revise my statement. That's the worst one. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> and then number five, Phantom. Oh, man. I feel like it... It would be really hard for any, for any of these... Yeah. I, I just can't imagine that. An anime... I guess I would have to, with the goofiness, I would have to say Down Down Periscope. Down Periscope, yeah. But the thing is, they usually, like, a, a Walt Disney film is usually not, like, it's not like a bunch of goofy people in, in the way. I mean, a lot of a lot of times it's more of, like, a heroic thing. I, right. I feel like maybe Crimson Tide. He's kind of the hero yeah. adventurer. But then there's always those weird little goofy things going on in Disney. They would have to, they would have to make it more... Uh, a little more crazy, but I think they could have done it pretty. Uh, it would have been a really interesting trying to twist to try to make that into an animated film. All right, would they have kept all the same actors animated? Yes, of course, obviously. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that makes it a little bit better. Animated Gene Hackman. No, I mean they they would have to have made like Gene Hackman's character. They they couldn't be so middle of the road really with it. They'd have to go to an extreme. Like he'd have to be like an evil person, and then Denzel Washington's like the good person. Right. So Denzel and... would be like Aladdin, and Gene Hackman would be Jafar. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And you, you, it wouldn't really be about like the XO. It might be about like the sonar guy. Oh, for talking because yeah, because you, you make it, you make it more of like a, a story of the rags of riches type uh, of, of, the, of the, riches, yeah. the lower the lower person who kind of saves the day a little bit against the the person who's decided. Actually, this is kind of making me think phantoms. <laughs> it's like you'd be like it really would be like the evil person who wants to start a war, and then like the then people the who are guy. fighting against it. Right, because there's only two bad guys. You know what? It is. It's Phantom. I'm sorry, guys. Phantom is the best animated (laughs) film. (laughs) Oh, man. Those animated oranges when they spill those oranges. (laughs) Oh, man. I I just imagine it in my head. All this, like, Disney-type And when the the old uh, submariner shoots himself. Yeah, like at the beginning. (laughs) 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 When he kills himself. It would would definitely end the same way, though. Where it's like, and they were rescued, and his family is totally into him now. Right. It's like, what the mm-hmm. hell did I just watch? All right. So I hope they do that. Phantom? In <laughs> Disney animation. And they need more advocates like us to help, uh, help let's, out. Let's write it and see if they can do it. Yeah. All right. So Walt Disney briefly considered uh, English actor Ralph Richardson for the role of Captain Nemo. And I guess my question for myself was, did he ever get uh, his submarine chance? And the answer was Yes. He previously starred in the film The Silver Fleet. He was a Dutch submarine builder who sabotaged ships he was building for the Nazis. Oh. Mm, Silver Fleet. Scandalous. And then Charles Boyer was originally considered for the role of Professor Aaron X. 
uh, but he had to turn down the role due to prior commitments. He unfortunately didn't get his chance to star in a submarine film and likely died thinking about submarines. That's a Zach fact. <laughs> I believe it. Yeah. Likely. Can you imagine? That's yeah. a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> so, Any regrets? Yeah, submarine I never films. was in a sub movie. <laughs> Uh, number three, I, I love settings. I personally love settings. So this was set in the Pacific, but it was actually shot on location. So that when they were doing the, um, you know, cannibal scene and stuff like that, that was all filmed in Jamaica and the Bahamas. So mm, while it was really? set in the Pacific Ocean, it was actually in the Caribbean. Wow. Yeah. Fun fact. Uh, 1984, Dino DeLorentis. Do you know who that is? Dorlantis? I do not. Mm-hmm. So he was a uh, he was a um, kind of a B movie producer back in the eighties. Okay, uh, he made like Conan and and movies like that, which were oh like Conan know, the Barbarian. Yeah, yeah, he made he made like a lot of like sci fi and kind of B movie stuff, and um, uh, he took out a full page ad in Variety announcing that there was going to be a remake, and he uh, he had gotten George Fraser to adapt the screenplay, Richard Lester to. To direct, but he had a string of flops that basically ended his production company at the end of the 80s. And so uh, he wasn't able to find funding in the end for the film. And so, um, you know, the question for that one again is, did he get a submarine dream? The answer was yes. He was a producer of U571. Ooh, all right. Future sub movie. All right. And this is my favorite one. Kirk Douglas. So we got he was punching people. He yeah. was smooching on la- only person smooching on some ladies this time because there wasn't yeah. any ladies in this movie. Well, he was the two he was smooching on on Esmeralda too, though. Oh, that's true. And so. yeah, he was he was getting some. Oh yeah, he was yeah. he was getting some on that submarine. The only person yeah. on that submarine getting anything. <laughs> and uh, so in his autobiography, he apparently insisted. He said he wasn't going to take the role unless they rewrote it to include a couple scenes where he got to fight people and that he got to. Um, have some ladies on his arms. So they wrote that beginning scene to appease him. And at first I thought, horseshit. Like, no way did someone do this. But he was also the the most expensive actor Walt Disney had ever paid. He got $175,000 at, at that time. $175,000 to star in this film. And so he was a hot commodity. Clearly they wanted him in the film, and this is a true story. He, it's kind of everywhere. You can find it in a lot of different spots. He had them rewrite it. He had such, he was a macho man he wanted to fight in every movie and he wanted to, you know, be a ladies man in every movie. And they said he wouldn't be, he wouldn't star in this film unless they did. And so they rewrote it and made it so that he was, it was like that. Is this, you think that's a time era thing? Cause remember in run silent, run deep, they also rewrote that stuff for Clark Gable. Yeah, I think it is. I think it's the, it's They're the like, golden, look. the golden era thing. I think it's funny. Cause a lot of people talk about branding. Like, Oh man, you know, you just got to think about your brand and stuff like that. People forget people really knew about their brand back in like the fifties and stuff. Right. When you were someone like Kirk Douglas and you were punch people in the face and smooching ladies in every movie, you had a you had to smooch a lady and punch someone in your movie. Right. Or else people would be like, What what is he what what happened to Kirk Douglas? He's going soft. Yeah. He's going weak on us. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, I'm not going to his next movie because he didn't punch someone or smooch a lady this time. Right. And so they were like very he was like very into that. And so yeah, he had it. He had it rewritten. It was my favorite one. It's just a, such a crazy thing. And he did it. He actually not the only movie that he did that for. He forced rewrites on the Vikings and the War Wagon. Two other films he did in the same way. Really? Yeah. So this I isn't. Think, the, I mean, like the isn't the titles only time of those either. movies. You think they'd be going on anyway? Right. It's War Wagon, Vikings. 
Yeah, he, he he had them rewrite it so that he had a couple ladies on his arms in like a, a early scene, so that people knew. Okay, this is a Kirk Douglas we know and love. Thank God. Wow. Oh, I was worried for a second that I wouldn't see Kirk Douglas with two ladies on his arms, but there he is. <laughs> this thing. Sweat from oh, my brow. Oh man, I can jerk off now. Wait, what? <laughs> Took a dark turn. Uh. <laughs> All right, and just to finish it up, we got our six degrees. Oh, here we go. All right. <clears throat> so Peter Lorre is in both Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea, and a movie called Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea. So that's now that's going down, not Twenty Thousands Across. It's it's that's actually down to the bottom. Is that, of the right, sea. Is that another submarine movie? Yeah, of course. That's what I'm saying. This all through submarine films. Six degrees. Put that on the watch list. All right. That also features Walter Pigeon, who was in the Neptune Factor with Ernest Borgnine. Borgnine had a major role in Torpedo Run, which features LQ Jones. LQ is in Battle of the Coral Sea. With Taro Shimada, we saw him in Run Silent, Run Deep, but we, I'm really going to use him to jump to that James Bond film that we used right. last time and continue all the way on to Ed Harris and Phantom. Wow. But I do want to highlight those first two I did, just to, just to re- listen to these plots. Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea. <clears throat> Harriman Nelson is the creator of a revolutionary nuclear submarine. After testing its capabilities in the Arctic Ocean, Nelson, the commanding officer, surfaced the vessel only to discover the sky ablaze. Learning that the Van Allen radiation belt has caught fire, Nelson conceives a plan that could save the planet from destruction, but the UN shoots it down. Nelson is convinced it will work, but an onboard psychiatrist questions his sanity. (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) There's a lot going on there. First of all, What's the UN got to do with garbage on this thing? The fucking radiation belt's on fire. Let him do whatever the hell he wants. <laughs> I don't understand. The uh, world's going to get destroyed. We need to watch that movie. Yeah, Voyager Yeah. Bison. Okay. Okay, so Nep- the Neptune factor. <clears throat> when an earthquake on the ocean floor causes an underwater laboratory to fall into a deep trench and places the scientists' lives in peril, Commander Adrian Blake embarks on a rescue mission in his small experimental submarine. Along with a crew that includes Dr. Leia Jansen and diver Don McKay, Blake attempts to save the scientists from the, uh, from the unexplored depths while inc- encountering gigantic sea creatures that threaten their survival. That... They just, like, they've made submarine movies all the time, and a bunch of them had these crazy plots. Because um, they sound flipping awesome. Yeah, I don't understand. Why aren't we watching these things? All right, don't worry. They're on the watch list now. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's ridiculous. That first one's my favorite. There's just so much questioning his sanity. It's like, okay, the radiation belt just caught on fire. You question no one's sanity. Yeah, you're like, hold on. Why are you even here? We got to check with the UN real quick. <laughs> you got to check with the UN and my psychiatrist. Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's just perfect. It's like if in Armageddon, Bruce Willis was like, let me check with the UN and the psychiatrist real quick before I before I drill on this asteroid. That would have been amazing. They'd be, first... get, the, get the hell out of here. We're sending these astronauts up whether you like it or not. First 45 minutes of that movie is him just like fighting politicians. <laughs> and then he's like, he's like, he's in his and therapist's he's just like office. Lay, he's just laying down on the little sofa. <sighs> I got to drill into this asteroid. Like, mm, I'm not sure you're really sane enough to be an astronaut. Like, who cares? Yeah. Who fucking cares? We're all going to die anyways. My word. <laughs> well, that's some exciting trivia. Yeah. We got two new movies for the watch list. Perfect. All righty. All right. Cool. So I've mentioned this is subs worldwide. I've mentioned this sub before. It is the world's most expensive submarine. Is it the SeaWorld? No. (sighs) It's more expensive than that. What? Yes. Is it SeaLab? No, it should be. It's the French Triomphant class, or however they say it. Most expensive submarine on the planet. 
French Navy of has the French wood. Yep, right. <laughs> it's just stocked with all sorts of yeah, cheeses just caviar. and wines. Uh, probably just sit there and look at it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, sorry. Right. Something that's really funny. I'll get to that in a second. So um, they have four of these in active duty, and these are only really used as a nuclear deterrent. Oh, just like we have it, so don't worry about it. Right. Yeah. Because they can carry um, 16 M40, well, they have 16 M45 or M51 tubes that can shoot um, nuclear warheads out of them. So you can shoot 16 nukes per sub. That's quite a that's Wow. Quite a bit. Uh, it's a ballistic, ballistic missile submarine. It's got a pressurized water reactor, which is a specialized type of nuclear reactor. Produces 20,000 horsepower. It also has two diesel generators. These things are an impressive 452 feet long, hold 15 officers, 96 sailors. And like I said, they have 16 tubes to shoot nuclear weapons, four torpedo tubes. They can also shoot anti-ship missiles. The last one was put into commission in 2010. Wow. The that's That's really funny that it's just like, Check it out. We have it. Right. If you do anything, we will use we it. We might use it. <laughs> we might. Probably not. But. We don't necessarily know how to work it. <laughs> we, we, haven't, we haven't used it before. We so. It's just sitting on land. Yeah. Well, it, we'll crack it out, though. <laughs> we will crack it out. I wonder if there's someone, if they have a captain for it. Like, if, if there's someone who's like, I'm the captain of the ship, but they never take it out. Probably, right? Just in case they had to, like they would need someone to be to. like, I can know how to work the ship. I'm the captain of it. Right. He doesn't get to. He doesn't get to whip his dick out like ever. No. Oh. Just at home. <laughs> He's like, I'm the captain. I'm the captain here. <laughs> captain of my <laughs> apartment. No. I'm the captain here. No one can tell me I can't. I'm the captain. <laughs> but yeah, I I don't think maybe we need to start getting into foreign films. Think there's any French sub movies? There's probably are. One of the funny ones is like one of the worst reviewed. I think it's one of the worst reviewed ones I saw was a was an Indian submarine film, like out of Bollywood. Uh, that sounds amazing. Yeah, uh, and <laughs> I think I'm pretty sure our local public library um, we are able to get it through that. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we get all these movies, really. Yeah. Alrighty, we got any? Uh, we got any submarine news? Yeah, I got an article that I found. It's a quick one, but it's a pretty funny one. And it kind of goes in line with what we were just talking about with the French, uh, with them uh, maybe or maybe not knowing how to use a submarine correctly. Um, So this article just broke 11 days ago, according to this website. Uh, But the incident originally happened back in February of 2017. So uh, the country of India built their very first nuclear submarine mm-hmm. and launched it in 2017. Okay? Okay. So, now, mind you, India is one of the powerful countries in the world. They've had nuclear capabilities uh, since the 70s, <laughs> and they just now finally figured out how to make their first nuclear submarine. So, they're lagging behind big time. So, they've got their ship, their submarine here, and it costs $2.9 billion dollars. Essentially what had happened is they were, I guess they were heading out to sea for one of the very first times and someone left a hatch open on the side of the submarine. Oh, oh, oh my God. <laughs> and damn quality thanks, control. Yeah. 
thing flooded up real quick. They had to bring it back up. Since then, it has been going undergoing repairs and cleanup for a oh brand new $2.9 billion submarine. It was oh. out of commission as soon as it got in. <laughs> That's so bad. <laughs> so did it just I, relaunch? Uh, no, from what I'm understanding, they are actually still trying to uh, – what, what does this article say? It says uh, repair work. Uh, for general cleaning up, and many pipes had to be cut open and replaced. Is almost wow. really almost says. a year so, later, and they're still doing it. And they're still doing this, yeah. So wow. I, I don't even know if this is when it first broke. I don't know if there was other news about it, uh, but this article was just released ten days ago, and it had me laughing so much. That's ridiculous. <laughs> like, hey, you get this yeah. very expensive war machine. <laughs> don't screw it up. Yeah, you just so, like call within like five minutes. <laughs> we gotta come back. <laughs> we screwed it up. We didn't yep. close the hatch. <laughs> yeah, we we only do that what once every few times that we go on when we take the submarine down. Right. Yeah. I did it. We like, usually I mean probably what six, at least eighty percent of the time we close the hatch. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So we're pretty good. We're still working on getting into good habits. Yeah, it's, I mean I I I say it's a pretty good for a for a four man operation. So, so I mean, the article, I guess, really, uh, if you think about it, a lot of the movies we've seen always has a lot of stuff with seawater interfering with other things. Oh, it does. In, yeah. In the submarine that, like, makes it volatile and everything. Yeah. So, uh, this was a real-life <laughs> example of what can happen. Kind of sucks that it's their first ship ever. Put it out of commission power. for a year. <laughs> so, so, Phantom did. Uh, Phantom did. Mm-hmm. Did it? It did. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they talked about how they, that's how they were dying. For sure, did. Yeah, yeah, they were dying. They were dying at the end because water was getting in and screwing with the stuff. Right? Oh no, they, they got on the batteries. And oh yeah, yeah, dangerous yep. gas. Yeah, Crimson Tide. Obviously, we saw what's his name die. Uh, oh, what the heck is his name? I'm forgetting now. Um, from Saving Silver. Steve Zahn. Steve Zahn. Steve Zahn dies. Um, run silent, run deep. Yep, the one that we just watched. Yep. Duh. Mm-hmm. Um. The one we just watched, Hostile obviously. Waters. Hostile wa- Waters, yes. And Down Periscope? No. I don't think, no, there wasn't any no. water damage there. No, that was the only one. Down Periscope is the one that, that we have not, that they did not have water get into the submarine. And this one that we just watched, 20,000 of the leagues, even water got in there because it yeah. started to flood too. And they had yeah. to close off some of the oh, compartments. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did you guys notice in the Nautilus? I know I didn't even really pay attention to this till the scene where the cannibals were boarding the ship. That it wasn't a traditional hatch. It was just like stairs down door, into yeah. the sub. And I don't ever remember seeing them close it or anything. Well, it's the same thing. of uh, The one thing with the Nautilus is it's got windows. Huge windows. It's the only submarine that... W- it's probably going to be the only submarine we see with windows. Unless we... I mean, maybe like um, Atlantis, that, that Walt Disney film, Atlantis or whatever. Oh, right. You know, th- there's going to be some other like theoretical submarines that have windows or like small submer- submersibles like in... Uh, Steve Zizou, um, Life Aquatic with Steve Zizou. Oh, right. Unless it's, you know, m- almost all the time, it's always like sonar and you can't look outside. And it was really weird to be on a submarine where they're like, look over there, there's the ship. It's well, like, and wait, they were what? Getting, <laughs> they were getting off the sub underneath, underwater. Yeah, also. you see them out there. Yeah. One thing I did think it was funny during that scene where they were going on that hunting mission, you remember, <laughs> I think it was the assistant, when they like pressurize that room yeah. so everybody can get in. He's like trying to bang on the door to get out. Like, yeah, like, like force him down into that hole. Yeah, 
and uh-huh. it's just so because it's like so slow and exaggerated he's just like pounding <laughs> and they're like clamp his hands there and force him through it's perfect you know what they they did have a hatch though on the nautilus because that's how uh ned land was throwing the uh the bottles with oh, the yeah. coordinates they had out a, they had a forward hatch yeah they did have it oh, on, on the back or whatever isn't that the one they got in and out of all the time? No, no, no. He he kind of like opened it. It was the same thing where you screw it down. Oh. It was it was more of a traditional hatch. Yeah. So they had both. Yeah, because that other one you could just kind of like walk right on in like a plank. Right. Kind of weird. Huh. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. Makes you wonder. Makes hmm. you wonder. Hmm. Does make you wonder. Hmm. All right. Is that? Do we got any other sections? Is that? Is that all we got? I think that's about it. Wow. Hmm. All right. This one did, this Normally, one okay. we've, we've talked about who would be best, and uh, you could change actors. Well, yeah. This time, I did more of the the animated thing, thing but because right. um, mm-hmm. it's a little hard. I mean, obviously, the answer would be Ed Harris as Captain Nemo. Right. Tops. Yeah. Um, for sure. Who would you have as Kirk Douglas? Okay, I I was thinking this the entire time when I was watching it. <laughs> I could not get it out of my head. But Matthew McConaughey, man, it seemed oh. like. Kind of character he would play in and That's out. That's true. That definitely d- does seem, especially that scene when he saves Captain Nemo and comes back and is like, "Oh shucks, like I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have saved you." The only thing to do now is get drunk. Get drunk. Like that's, <laughs> yep. that's a very, that's a <laughs> yep. very McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey thing to do. That would have been really good. You're right, Alex. Yeah, that's... that one. So, so McConaughey is him. Professor's just got to be some like whatever person. Uh, I, I he was just know. a weak. Odd flip floppy character. I didn't yeah. like it. Jack Black as <laughs> the apprentice. Conceal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Jack Black as the apprentice would be really good. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I don't know who, who would be the professor. It'd have to be someone who can just kind of like play along. You know who would have been another good um, uh, Captain Nemo? Who? Who's the guy from like Taken? Liam oh, Neeson. Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. Yeah. Look, Liam It'd Neeson. Really good. Liam Neeson gives you the nice like ambiguity. He's like dangerous, but he's like also seems like a good guy. He's in uh isn't he in U five seven one? Uh no, no. He's in um K nineteen. He's in K nineteen. Oh, K nineteen, that's right. Well, I don't know, maybe he is in U five seven one. I don't know. I know he's for sure in he's just in like all the sub movies. K nineteen. Yeah. Yeah, the professor's the hardest one to cast because you, you got to think of someone who would. Oh, you know I he, you know who he should have been who that uh, grandpa from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. The oh well, sure. I mean, now we're talking like another old actor that <laughs> wasn't particularly famous, right? Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, I think you'd have to go with like. Uh, I mean, there's some older kind of character actors that would kind of you just kind of fill in that role. Not great. No, character yeah. wasn't great. Maybe no. uh, not Ed Harris. No, not as a professor. Maybe now David Duchovny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somebody don't really need to be doing anything. Yeah, just just uh, he can just woodenly say like, oh, right. <laughs> like, oh, okay, good oh. job. I don't don't do anything rash. Oh. Uh. I don't know. I would say like if Christopher Lee was still alive, maybe. As a professor, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of yeah. there. I mean, kind of an older, goofy looking guy could fit that part. But I don't know. Christopher Lee's been so many good characters throughout so many movies that would really be bad to watch him as that character. I didn't even know he died. Maybe maybe we grab a little uh little Michael Douglas. 
have him have him kind of not take over the role of Kirk Douglas's character, but now he gets to be in the new film or father and son. Well, you could, both. Have, you could get, Kirk, get in Kirk the, back in the Kirk scene. could now be the professor. <laughs> that might be that might be a rough go of it. He is 101 <laughs> yeah. years old. He'd be 102 by the start time they start filming. Right. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Maybe you get a lady. Oh, you know what? How about a lady professor? Oh yeah. Okay. Kate Blanchett. A little Blanchett action. I'm thinking. Mel Streep. I'm thinking it too. Oh, that was literally the furthest thing from my mind. <laughs> I mostly sit here thinking about Meryl Streep during this. Do you? Yeah. What about Susan Sarandon? She could be a good professor. Uh, a little kooky. Do they have to be old? Well, I guess they have to be renowned. No, in the they field. have to be a little. Yeah, they'd be renowned, and they have to be a little older than someone like Jack Black if he was The Apprentice. You know, why don't we make it an all ladies kind of like a Ocean's like Eight Ghostbusters thing? All right, Who's all ladies, twenty thousand leagues under the sea. Kate Blanchett is now Captain Nemo, I think. Uh, Scarlett Joe is now Ooh. Kirk Douglas. Kirk Douglas, Scarlett Joe. Great okay. casting. Great cast. Yeah. Um, Mila Kunis is the assistant. That's pretty good. And then who would the professor be? God, the professor is hard to cast in all of these things. <laughs> He's just oh, like a shit. garbage person. Glenn Close. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay. Not to say that Glenn Close is garbage. Glenn Close is great. No. She's a great actress. Yeah, she's and she'd amazing. be able to pull it off. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Let's pitch it. Twenty thousand under happens. all women, twenty thousand league under the sea. And they could be escaping like a uh a male driven society. Be, oh, okay, some, okay. Like, all female utopia. I really worry that that was gonna be something offensive that you were about to say. <laughs> no. <laughs> they were escaping. Whoa. <laughs> Yeah. The normal world. Oh, no. All right. Cool. Are we good to go? I think we're good. All Thank righty. you for tuning in to episode six, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Thanks for listening to Submersion. Find us on SoundCloud and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.